Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Hey, welcome to the June edition of the Dean Hawk Leadership Podcast. This is Dean. I am so glad you are joining us this month. We release a new podcast the middle of each month. We hope that you will share it with your friends. Hope you'll pass it along to your staff members, anyone else that you, any other church leaders, pastors that you think it would be beneficial for. Today, in this month, we are talking about leaders are readers. And if you typically listen on to the audio version, you might want to consider the iTunes uh, video version, or we're also on YouTube, or you can go to deanhawk.com and the videos are linked and posted there because it's going to be a lot of visual or just be prepared to write down some things that uh, tickle your interest. What I want to do is one of my favorite things in the summer as Kim and I are getting ready to go and take our summer break, and one of the, my favorite things to do is I'll I'll throw three to five books in my suitcase. Not that I have to read all of them, but some you have you ever been started on the book and you read it and you're like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was, and and uh, so anyways, I'll take about three to five books on vacation with us this summer, and. Uh, I love just in that relaxed state, sitting by the pool, sitting by the beach, whatever works for you, is to just be in that place to hear, to learn, and to absorb. And so today, I want to share with you some of my favorite all-time books that uh, hopefully will help you grow as a person, as a leader in your as a ch- in your church, and even going to give you a couple marriage books that are some of my favorites as well. One of the things I would tell you is that as a leader, it's important to be partaking, to be feeding and nourishing yourself. Always be growing. And one of the things that hinders us from a book is we see that book, we see the thickness, and we never just get started. I would encourage you, whether that's I'm going to daily read five pages a day along with my personal devotional time. We know the greatest book, obviously, is the Bible, so so we understand that. But Or if it's I'm going to read a, a chapter these three days a week, I'm going to read three chapters a week, I try and keep an ongoing diet. I am probably reading a new book probably about once every two weeks and so I'm probably reading close to 20 plus books in a year. And so uh, some of these are current, some of these are older. I pulled out some oldie goldies that I like, but I just want to jump in and encourage you to jot down. I'm going to give you some overview and some insights and then just jot down the names of those that trigger with you. The first one is a book that I have not finished, just released by Andy Stanley called Not In It to Win It. Now, I can tell you this one is going to stir up some things in the body of Christ, but I love the approach that Andy has taken, and he's addressing head-on church and the politics. And I encourage you on whatever side of the aisle you're on, Democrat, Republican, Independent, whatever you're at, to read this book. Because what he's basically saying is, how do we 
If there are Christians in the Democratic Party and Christians in the Republican Party, how and where do we come together in the unity of our faith, and what does that look like? The next book is called Purple Cow. This is a long-standing short read. This is a one-evening small read by Seth Goen, and this helps me keep church creative. If you are driving down the road and you saw a purple and white cow in the field, everyone would stop and take pictures. But when we, those of you in Wisconsin and some of the Midwest where you're used to seeing cows and cattle, you they just become part of the scenery and you never, you never see, see the cows. They just become invisible. And in a lot of ways, our churches have become invisible, are sharing our faith. And so this is a short read that I think will truly inspire you there. Another all-time favorite is the book Outliers. Why is it that some people rise to success and others don't? They talk about musicians and athletes and scientists and and uh, uh, Bill Gates and and why do certain people rise to the success that they are? And they talk about the ten thousand hour rule of of practicing. And here's what I love: they've basically taken by science and proven that nobody is just gifted. Nobody just is is blessed or in our church world, well, God's just doing something special in their life. No, it's that that person is investing in themselves. And this would be in one of my top recommendations this summer. And then another all-time favorite of mine that I read a couple years ago, it's called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. After I read this book, I did. I changed almost everything except the name of our church. And some of you might even need to change the name of your church. But we rebranded ourselves, re-identified who are we as a church? What is our niche? What is our vision statement? What is unique to us? What makes us stand out from all the other churches in our community and helped us identify a clarity of our purpose. And then a book that follows right along that is Marketing Made Simple. Once you've identified who you are, what your business is, so to speak, and our business is reaching the lost, um, how do we market that? What some insights uh, to hand the people that are overseeing your website. What does your website need? What does it need to say and not to say? Some great marketing tools that are there. Uh, The next book is by Horst Schultz, and he is the CEO and founder of the Ritz-Carlton Hotel, and it's a book called Excellence Wins. This is a great book read for your entire team, for them to uh, uh, raise the bar in the in, in customer service, in excellence, and how can we be the very best at customer service in reaching our customers who are our members, who are the people in our community? What does that look like? Now, they're going to share a lot of business principles, but a lot of them are easily transferred over into our church world. And then uh, another book is by Dr. Henry Cloud called Necessary Endings. And he talks about endings in, in all shapes, sizes, and categories. At what point is the end of a company? At what point is it the end of, of the corporation? Um, potentially, when is it time to end maybe that young adults ministry that hasn't worked? Or when is it time to end an outreach ministry that you've done for years? It's become a tradition 
but you're not seeing the, the fruit or the reward that you have previously. This will help you in navigating maybe your own journey of how long am I to be the pastor here? What does retirement look like for me? And then as well, it'll help you navigate for your employees. And, and what does that look like for your staff members and, and finding the path? And sometimes it's just that person needs to get in a different lane. Sometimes maybe they've come to a dead end and that employee needs to be removed from the staff and, and you need to find a new replacement. But just a really good insight book, I would say, for every lead pastor and uh, a, a leadership role and helping you understand when is it time to put an end to something. Now, I want to share some books that I, I would say in this category are going to have some uh, personal reflection, personal insight, personal motivation. Um, the first book is called The 4-8 Principle by Tommy Newberry, based upon Philippians 4-8. I actually ended up uh, teaching a series uh, based off on some of these principles, and it's just a phenomenal book on thinking right. It's an encouraging book, and if you're if you're wrestling with some issues and challenges and problems, going through some heartaches of life, this is a great book to help keep your thinking motivated and going in the right direction. Um, a favorite book that I just read, it's been out a while, but is called People Fuel. And it is Fill Your Tank for Life, Love, and Leadership. And it shares about getting the people around you and what we need as individuals to um, uh, keep us fueled. And who is who sits on our team? Who sits at our table? Who's on our life team? And share some great principles about the four, shares four quadrants of what we need in our relationships. And I would tell you, it's going to help you become a better friend, a better spouse, a better father, uh, mother or parent, and, and the like. And so I encourage you to check that out. Uh, a book that I have given away, probably 1,500 of these over the last eight, nine years, is a book called Clean by Dr. Doug Weiss, A Proven Plan for Men Committed to Sexual Integrity. I keep a stack of these on my bookshelf and just hand these out to men in my church. 75% of men have looked at pornography this week. Dr. Doug shares some keen insights in a proactive, positive, kind of what I would say the promises of living a pure life versus the guilt, the negativity, the condemnation, don't you dare do it. And I have just loved this, would encourage you as pastors and leaders to read it and then consider giving this away to the men in your church. I had for three Sundays, every man in the church stand up and we gave one of these books to him in investing in their life. And then a deep, deep book that we as a staff did a, a staff read on. It's for you as the person, but it's called Changes That Heal by Dr. Henry Cloud. And I don't know if you can see through uh, the video, this book has had some wear and tear on it. This is not a fast read. This is a slow down process as you go through it. And it's going to challenge you and stretch you, but I promise it's going to help create 
and make you a better person. As we really do some inward diagnosing on heart and soul and values and truly bringing changes that will heal you for a lifetime. Another book that we did a staff read on is called Thanks for the Feedback. This is by Douglas Stone and Sheila Heen. It's the science and art of receiving feedback well. Most of us don't receive feedback well. Most of us are defensive. We we push back. We're not receptive. We think we know it all, and we're not willful to hear the feedback from others. And this is going to give you a step-by-step plan and process on when somebody offers feedback, how do we respond? How do we navigate those waters? And then it was, this book is also going to help you setting it up to make people know that they have the opportunity and the availability to extend that feedback. Because we don't want to be the leader that has our head in the sand or, or uh, head in the clouds, and we're not our, our staff is talking behind us and saying, why doesn't pastor see it? Why is pastor making that choice when, when everyone is going this direction, he's going that direction? And we're not open to feedback. And we need to be careful that we're not pulling the God card. Well, well God said... I think we need to make sure that our staff around us knows they have input, knows they have feedback. One of the things I love, it was just here in the last two Sundays, one of my associates came up to me after the first service. They said, Pastor, I want to give you some feedback. And I had said something in that service that could have could have been taken not in the best light. And, and it really didn't help the sermon. And if anything, it was a neutral or it might have just it might have just pulled it back. And, and, and he had the freedom and the ability. He came up and I said, thank you for sharing that. I will be sure and edit that. It was something that wasn't in my notes, but I had said off the cuff. And that's usually where I get in trouble. <clears throat> One of my favorite books is Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. It is negotiating as if your life depended on it. He was the leading FBI negotiator around the world. If you were in a country and you were being held hostage, there was a time and a day that Chris would be the guy that would come in and negotiate with you. It's very intriguing of the stories he shares of being in a high-rise apartment building. There's six men behind the door, and they are loaded for bear with guns, and he and his team are on the outside, and he is going to negotiate them to lay down their weapons and come out rather than having an all-out blitzing gun war. And what he does is he takes what he's learned and you can apply those things in your life. Negotiating with your wife, negotiating with your team, negotiating business deals. And he helps us understand some of the best paths and some of the best responses to take. Because often in negotiations, because realize life is a negotiation, we don't do it well. And I will tell you, one of the greatest areas that has helped me, not only in my leadership, but it helped me tremendous in my marriage. And all I'm going to bait you with is Late Night DJ Voice. You got to read the book to check that out. 
And then a, a faithful standby for me that I always recommend. I know I've recommended it in previous podcasts, but is Leading on Empty by Pastor Wayne Cordero in Hawaii, Refilling Your Tank and Renewing Your Passion. And he shares very transparently about his emotional breakdown, the process that he went through, and his road back to fullness and recovery. And I can tell you, I think I would have ended up in that train wreck or going over the edge, so to speak. But by reading this book, it helped me to navigate my daily choices and decisions, specifically my work habits, my rest habits, my hobby habits, my recharging efforts. And I would tell you every pastor should read this book. Then there's uh, some other general ones that I want to uh, that have just stood out to me is uh, by Heidi Grant. It's called Reinforcements. And this is an amazing book on how to ask. That I, I thought I was asking people to give, and what I was doing is I was thanking them, thanking the ones that did give. I never put out the ask. This is about asking for people help, asking for time help, asking for resource help, and asking for financial help. They, she sent her students out in the New York City subways and, and asked them, she, she pulled them before, that they had to go in the subway and ask someone to give up their seat so they could sit down. I don't remember the specific numbers, but but they basically, the students thought that, you know, maybe 5, 10, 15% would offer up their seat. But they found out that when they asked, I believe it was close to 60 plus percent gave up their seat when they were simply asked. And she goes into the mindset of the person that is being asked and that we are we are taught and we are built that there is a a a, a willingness to please that when somebody asks us we genuinely want to help them but yet as pastors and leaders we can so many times feel like well I don't want to be a burden I don't want to weigh him down I don't want to ask too much and then um a book by uh, Cloud and Townsend, uh, Boundaries for Leaders. This one's by Henry Cloud. Boundaries for Leaders. I'd recommend reading Boundaries. I think I've got that one here. Boundaries. Uh, it's another great book. I don't have it here, but I encourage you to read Boundaries. Um, also read, I'm holding it up now, Boundaries for Marriages is excellent. You say, well, it's all the same stuff in the same book and they're just repackaging it. No, they are. There are similarities, but there are unique distinctions between each of these. And I will tell you, uh, Boundaries for Marriage, my wife and I have been rereading that one and it has been, uh, just very fulfilling to us. And then I've been, um, uh, uh, boundaries for leaders really help sharpen my leadership skills and advance me there. And then the ideal team player by Patrick Lencioni, how to recognize and cultivate the three essential virtues. And he dives into, uh, is that person humble? Is that person hungry? And are they people smart? And he basically takes the principle of this, that if someone is applying for the position, we would make the assumption that they have the experience, they have the resume, and when you're trying to decide between candidate one and candidate two for 
if it's an office staff assistant position, or maybe it's a lead position of a pastoral role within your church, how do you decide between A and B? Well, I'm going to tell you, humble, hungry, and people smart, he's going to break it down, will help you greatly determine which one is the best candidate. And then he'll tell you what you'll get if you end up with someone uh, that only has two of the three, and he identifies some of the personality and characteristics that come through on that. And then to improve your speaking and communication, I would encourage you to pick up Talk Like Ted by Carmen Gallo, and it is the nine public speaking secrets of the world's top minds. We've all heard of TED Talks. Hopefully, if you've watched some of those, but it's going to help you sharpen and refine your communication skills. It's actually going to help you um, shorten your sermons and get more out of the time you have and leave people wanting more rather than wishing you had stopped. And then one more book on marriage and relationships. Kim and I read this in the last eight months or so, about eight months ago, last fall. It's called How We Love. Discover Your Love Style, Enhance Your Marriage. And this is by the husband-wife team of Milan and Kay Yurkovich. And this is an amazing book, and it goes back to uh, you take an online assessment. Encourage you to do that. I started reading the book before I took the assessment, and I was a little bit lost. But it goes back to our childhood and how we were loved as infants and toddlers and children, what was the culture of our home, and, and what that does to us and how we respond today in our relationships. And Kim and I found that, that there are things that happened to us that happened in our upbringing that was creating some challenges in our marriage today, 38 years after we've been married, we discovered some simple things that made us uh, identify some things that we didn't really desire to put on the inside of us, but they were implanted due to our upbringing and our culture and our nature. All right, there are the highlights. Uh, please check those out. I encourage you to pick two or three of those and start checking them out, reading them this summer. And <clears throat> I hope that you will uh, put these on your hit list to read over the next 12 months. Dive into something that triggers you. And remember, at DeanHawk.com, we have all of our resources, our free of charge, sermons, outlines, PowerPoints, videos, all of that is there. And we will see you next month. I hope you have an amazing summer. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series and teaching outlines by Pastor Dean, visit us at deanhawk.com. Be sure and join us next month as we continue our growth on leadership.